You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. It's about to get really, really good. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? It's going to be good. We got a three by ten tonight. Emerge takeover. We got three Emerge men that are going to come up here rapid fire. You guys know the drill. I'm going to introduce them all. And then we're going to cheer, we're going to clap, and then we're going to let them go rapid fire. And then uh, you guys are going to get lit up. Ready? So we got three Emerge men about to come up. All of these men go to men's prayer every Tuesday morning. Do I got any men's prayer warriors this mo- tonight? Any men's prayer warriors tonight? In the leadoff spot, we have Mr. Evan Harris. He's a warrior just like his shirt says. He's one of our Connect leaders. He's on the ministry team. He's on our Emerge Men's Balboa Core team. He's a business owner. He's a rock star. He's a great father and uh, probably the most positive guy, most honoring guy maybe that I've ever met. And I'm so proud of him. So he's going to be in the leadoff spot. In the two hole, we got Ryan Smith. He's an Emerge man. He's on our core team here at Balboa as well. On our Emerge team, he is raising two Emerge men. Maybe two of the cutest boys I've ever seen, besides my own. And uh, he is an amazing communicator, great, great business guy. He's constantly speaking to our pathfinders. He's an incredible man of God. And a great husband, great father, hilarious, great cook. I mean, the, the list just goes on. I'm going to stop before I get intimidated. And in the three-hole, we got Jeff Ratowski. He is the Emerge Balboa lead. So he helps run all of our Emerge stuff for Balboa Campus. Does an unbelievable job. I think he's the best of the best. We have the best here. He uh, is also a father of two ladies, beautiful, beautiful girls, and cherished ladies. Just bought a house here in San Diego. Has many houses all over the place, but just bought one here. Great business guy, starting his own business, and uh, great, great communicator as well. We're just so lucky to have you, Jeff. I love you. You're amazing. Can't wait to hear what you have to say tonight. So, We're going to give it up one time, and then they're going to come rapid fire. So can you welcome the Emerge 3 by 10 people. Let's give God some praise. That's what we're here for. Wow. Thank you. I'm, I'm so, I'm so thankful to be here. I'm just thankful for leaders like Pastor Eugene and Leanne to be able to also have someone like Pastor John and Pastor Becky ask me to be able to come here and share my awakened story. It's such an honor, but I must confess that when God shared with me how I would do it, I was really intimidated. You see, I have the vision to speak from this book here. Hopefully you all have this one. It's called the Bible. If you don't have one, please see me after service. I will give you one. But God also showed me a vision that I was going to speak from this book. And I'm pretty confident that I'm the only one who has this book. This book is my personal journal. 
And I don't know about you, but when I write in my personal journal, I write raw. Like there are tears, looks like I spilled water on this thing, but this is, this is my journal. And when God showed me speaking from this, I was intimidated, but I recognized that this is a place of love and this is a place of breakthrough. And I, I know that my breakthrough is largely because of all of you. And so just hang tight with me. I'm gonna share places from my journal, but I'm also gonna share that the promises I wrote in my journal around that prayer request. So I'm gonna start March, 2020. Lord, I feel like the world is shut down. I feel like there's something more that's being said, and I'm supposed to just take a break for two weeks as we flatten the curve. Lord, I recognize that this will give me opportunity with you and time with my family, but I recognize also that I'm so scared of what may be. Lord, you say in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, feel free to participate if you know it, be anxious for nothing but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So Lord, I present my request to you, Lord. I am concerned, but I trust in you. April 2020, Lord, isolation is setting in. I'm on Zoom calls all day. I'm not doing well. Lord, I need you in this time, and I feel like I don't hear you. Frankly, I feel like you're not paying attention. The world is not honoring you. Lord, you say in Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You only need be still. Lord, I've been still for over 30 days. I'm still behind my computer monitors, and I'm not in a good place. May 2020, Lord, I'm desperate. I'm making some considerations of things I've never thought of in years. I've had people send me pornography links to spice up my time. I've even had gummy bears sent to me that have some special ingredients that make Zoom calls hilarious. Lord, while I haven't taken these things, I'm strongly considering them, and I need you now. My word says, Psalm 5015, call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will honor me. Lord, the way I read it is that you've given me a promise, but also there's a place where I give you a promise, and that is that I will honor you. Lord, I ask right now that you would be able to free me from the isolation I'm experiencing. Lord, my church is closed, my gyms are closed, even my business is closed. And I would ask, please, at the very least, bring me into a body of believers, a church that's able to stand up to the tyranny that's happening right now. Lord, I pray... I pray for leaders somewhere to have the guts, to have the boldness, to stand up. Whether we're underground in a basement, wherever we are, we're proclaiming your name. I need that now. Lord, you say in Isaiah 40, 31, that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on the wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. July 2020, Lord, I hear you saying for me to take the offense to go and actually meet with people. And you say in your word about walking and not being faint. So that's what I did. I started calling people up and I asked, would you be willing to take a walk and talk with me? And all that is is 30 to 60 minutes, I'd go to their place of work or their place of home and we would just walk. And I would ask them how they're doing and try to minister to them, but I would also pour out my experience on them and ask what they would have wisdom for me. And one man I took on a walk and talk I share with them how much I yearn for just a church, just a church to open their doors. As strip clubs are open, churches are closed, just boggled my mind. And I said, I just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just yearning for a church, any kind of church body. And he said, interesting, I have a client whom I admire a lot, who happens to be a pastor. 
And what's unique about him is he's the same on stage as he is behind closed doors when business and, and money is stressful. And his name happens to be Pastor Jurgen Matesius. So I look up Pastor Jurgen online. It turns out he's the pastor of Awaken, who my friend who I've worked out of the gym with for years and my chiropractor, Dr. Alex Savistano, has been telling me for years. He's been inviting me to emerge for years, but I didn't know what I was missing. I reach out to him. He says, you know what? Awaken's likely going to be opening in the next couple weeks. Stand by. So I start going online and just downloading sermons, just listening to sermon after sermon after sermon. And I realized that we have a lot of pastors at Awaken. And I began to pray for you, pastors, because my belief is if I pray for you, there's a higher possibility of you opening. I prayed for strength for you, your spouses, etc. And I began... I began to write down the names of the pastors. Anytime someone would speak, I began to just write them down and just pray for them every single day because it was like they were, they were like the gateway, the possibility. And I actually have a list. I have a list right here. It's a bookmark. Your names are on it right in front of me. And I began to just pray for them. And I didn't know any of them, none of them, none of them at all. They were only in the spiritual that I knew them. And I get a text from Dr. Alex that you all were opening up on a Wednesday just outside these doors in the parking lot. And I told my wife, they're opening. We got to go. Let's go. And of course, my wife's like, let's do this. Let's arrive. So we, we show up, and we're just walking down that ramp, right outside those doors, that ramp. And I felt the Holy Spirit. I felt, it's just a parking lot. There was nothing going on yet. But I could feel the presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit in this house, in this parking lot. And I knew that my life was about to change. And they started to play the song called Rattle. The song we played tonight. No coincidence, Right? And I began to just see, like, my, my, my body, my, my everything inside me just began to rise. And I knew that change was about to happen. And the verse, John 8, 36, comes to mind. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. I was free. I had found my place. I had found my place that I'll fight for. I will never, ever go back to where I was in that isolation. Whether we're meeting at my house, whether we're meeting somewhere out in the, in the bush, I'll do it. I will never go back to that place. Fast forward, I find out there's something called men's prayer. I show up. They ask, who here hasn't been baptized by the Holy Spirit? That'd be me. I have no idea what that even is. <laughs> but I can tell you, I'm all in, whatever that is. And so I raised my hand. I got prayed for. Nobody was touching me. Boom, I go down. I thought that only happened on TV. That's for real. That is for real. But men catch you. It's really great. But when I got back up, all of a sudden, I thought differently. I spoke differently. I began to pray in tongues for the first time. After that, I learned about connect groups. I show up to a connect group, and who's in the connect group? Pastor Quach and Pastor Ron. Yeah. I used to oversee small groups in, for years in other churches. I oversaw like 30 of them. Not once did I ever see a pastor go to a connect group until this one. You want to learn how to pray? Sit at the feet of Pastor Ron and Quacha. And then one of the first Sundays that I was here, I was in the lobby, and I was wearing this exact shirt. And a man came up to me that I've never seen before and I've never seen since. And he said, who are you? And I said, my name is Evan Harris. I'm, I'm new here, almost apologetically. He said, how'd you get that shirt? 
I said, oh, this was a tribe of men that I ran with for years. It's an attempt to do, to do life in a better way. It's like we live by a code, but essentially we just ripped off the Bible and then just took Jesus out of it. And he looks at me, he says, no kidding. He says, you didn't know that the Emerge event was going to be called Warrior. I said, I don't even know what you're talking about. And I said, frankly, most of what I did in the secular realm was a waste of time, but what was, could be done in the kingdom is way better. And he looks at me and he says, you know what? I'm going to prophesy over you right now. He says, what you thought was a waste of time, God will use. God will use you mightily in this house, and I believe that he will use you on Emerge. It's true. Two weeks later, Pastor Charles calls me. He says, hey, I recognize this is probably coming out of left field, but I'd like you to be on the Emerge team, and I'd like you to use what you used in the secular realm and lead men in the kingdom realm. Thank you, Pastor Charles. That meant a lot. I got to attend Emerge. I got to bring my two youth, my two teenagers to Emerge. They got to go through the rite of passage. I was trying to come up with a way to be able to convey that they were now men, a way that they can be able to see in a godly way that, that they are transitioning into a men, a men of faith. And that's what Emerge gave me. It's not only my breakthrough, but my son's breakthrough. And then men are there at the finish line to pour into them, to speak authority into them, to be able to speak who they are in Christ and identity into them. There's nothing like it. Like you take faith, you take fire, you take food and fitness, and you combine them all together. All you need is like firearms and four-wheelers and you have all my favorite things. Yes. Yes. Unapologetically made by men for men. I love it. I love it. Now today, I stand before you with this book. See, this book isn't my journal any longer. See, I wrote about you. I wrote about many of you that I would have someday a church family to do life with, where my bride could be able to be with you, my children could be with your children, that we could be able to have a transforming life together and have breakthroughs together. You're in here. And I would say that this is no longer just a journal. It's really a book of miracles. And if I could leave you with one thing, I would just implore you to consider, record your prayers before God and record his words to you. You see, this is God's word to me, but this, this is my, these are my words to God and his response. And so I just pray, whether it's on phone or whether it's in a book, that somehow that you would record your prayers, whether they're spicy, whether they're raw, whatever they are, God can handle it, trust me. But that when God answers your prayers, that you would have, you would have a record of it so that when you doubt, like sometimes I do, I can go back to my book and I can see, I prayed to be able to be in the church just like this. And God did the miracle. I am standing before you right now as a miracle. Let's all stand and welcome up our next speaker. And I just need to say, I love you. I am so thankful for you, and my breakthrough is on the shoulders of all of you and God through you. Thank you so much. And while I'm here, let's welcome up the mighty man, Ryan Smith. Love you, bro. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you. Thank you to the whoever scheduled me second. I really... Goodness gracious. Uh, unironically, um, I'm actually speaking from my journal tonight, too, and it has one entry from tonight that says, let me read it. It says, um, try as hard as you can to be more like Evan. So that's my prayer, dude. Just be like, if I'm like Evan, I think I'll do good in life. So, um, you know, they asked us to speak on Emerge and, and what it means to you. And, you know, I think if you would have asked me before last year's Emerge, 
I wouldn't really have a lot to say, to be perfectly honest. I was not in a good spot uh, mentally, spiritually, everything before Emerge. As Evan kind of spoke about, um, everything was coming at me. I felt like I was having mind games being played on me. Work was so hard. We lost three jobs, over $150,000 each in the months beginning of last year. And it was... um, it was a really challenging spot, and, and God took me to this verse. You know, he just knew I needed some encouragement, so he took me to 1 Peter 5.10 and says, and after you have suffered a little while, thank you, God, thank you, <laughs> the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And for me, uh, leading up to Emerge, I mean, how many of you know that God knows we need, a, we need to suffer a little bit before we start to listen? or before we actually start to try to hear from him. And I, I think some people suffer from illness, from pain, and that's, that's definitely a certain type of suffering, but some of our suf- suffering is self-imposed. And that's where I was. I actually had uh, some mindsets, some lies I was believing before Emerge that were, um, I was completely unaware of, but I was suffering uh, silently. And I think um, a lot of men especially, and as a man myself, it's easy to suffer. You know, I think a lot of us um, actually in a very weird, sadistic way can find comfort in suffering. You know, it's hard for me to be a man. I'm grinding. I'm working as hard as I can for my family. And you have all these good intentions, but you're still suffering. And that's where I was before Emerge. And, you know, there's thoughts that you can say, things like, oh, that's just how I am. That's how the men in my family are. You know, we're all like that. We're all that, like, tough and super self-reliant. And we just, that's just kind of how we are. Or that's how I'm wired. You know, that's how I think. And, and that's not... Um, that's not what God has for us. And so after I suffered a little while, thank you, God, um, I went to Emerge, and um, I want to give you a little bit of experience because I broke the rules. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Um, it was my seventh Emerge, and I was on Darren's team, and Darren is a very gracious, good friend of mine. 24 hours before Emerge, I switched teams. I texted Darren and said, I am so sorry. I am a horrible person, but I'm going to a different team. And I went to my buddy uh, Werner's team. And what I really needed, just to be perfectly open with you all, is um, I, needed to, I needed to, like, encounter God. I was completely burnt out, and I needed to go to Emerge just to receive. Um, I had so much business pressure, so much um, COVID-related business stuff. Um, you know, we were doing well on finances, but we were like, you know, we're a small, small, lean and mean company. Um, we own the company, my wife and I, and we were going south quick. It was not good. And um, so another super encouraging verse that I got that I felt really resonated with me right before Emerge, it all gets better, okay, I promise. Uh, James 1.11, it says, uh, for no sooner the sun risen with a burning heat that, it bur- that withers the grass, its flowers fall, its beautiful appearance perishes, so the rich man also will fade away in his pursuits. And right before Emerge, I felt like I was that man fading away. I felt like my friendships were fading away. I was doing whatever it takes. Like I said, I had that mindset. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll keep my family afloat. I'll keep my, uh, all the guys that work for me afloat. They depend on me too. And I really did feel like I was fading away. I felt like I was fading away in leadership, not volunteering enough. You know, all these things. I just started like getting trapped in this place. And a little side note for you, when the most depressing verses in the Bible are the ones that are really speaking to you, you're not in a good spot. Let me just be clear. <laughs> If you're deep in Psalms and it says, my bones are breaking and God, I'm crying out to you, make my enemies a footstool. If those are the verses you're putting on your mirror to encourage yourself, you're in a bad, bad spot, okay? And that was me. I mean, I'm like, I'm texting all my buddies. Have you ever read this verse? A rich man will fade away his pursuits. That's me, bro. And they're like, 
okay, dude, what's up? So um, I went to Emerge, um, and I really didn't know I had this limiting mindset that I'm about to tell you. I'm going to start with this mindset, this lie I believed, and this is specific to me, but I feel like it... um, all of us could possibly have some mindsets and lies we're believing that we're completely unaware of. And for me, it was this lie that I felt like I could only excel in one area of life at one time. If I was crushing it at work, my family had to suffer inevitably. You know, that's what it takes. Am I willing to do that? To do, Yeah, I'm willing to do that. If I uh, prioritize my wife, we go on an amazing one-week vacation, well, inevitably my work will suffer and church will suffer. Or my friendships will have to suffer. And I really believed I was the, you know, maybe it was specific to me, whatever. I just had this limiting mindset and thought that this is how my life was. And I was suffering and didn't even know it. And so in worship, um, this is why I thank God for Emerge, because Emerge is a time where you're forced to stop. You know, I'm, I'm really grateful for that weekend because I don't know when I ever would have actually been shaken free from this mindset. And, um, I was sitting in worship, and God really does speak to me in visions. It's pretty, um, pretty amazing, and, it's, and I'm, I feel very blessed by them. And, and I'm sitting there. Actually, honestly, my eyes are closing, not because of um, being impacted by worship, because I'm falling asleep. I'm so tired, so burnt out. And I feel God say, you can have it all, comma, I'm going to let you have it all. And I'm like, wow, this is, what are these words? These are so powerful. I'm trying to, like, interpret this in my mind. And like I said, I didn't know I thought that way. And so what God was speaking to me is that I'm going to let you have all of the things. You can, you can, you can run 100% business, 100% with your family, be an amazing friend, be an amazing uh, serve at church, like everything. Can, you can flourish in all of these areas and have this abundance. And I didn't know it. And what I realized that emerged and the, the atmosphere that the team creates with worship, with setting aside, with, with the lack of Wi-Fi, honestly, um, <laughs> I know it's intentional. Your emails don't come in. I'm like, I can't check my work email. What's up? Um, what, what God did is he completely revealed and healed something in me in a single moment. And it's God's love. If you go back to the beginning of that verse where it says, after you've suffered a little while, he let me suffer. He let me suffer without me knowing it. At the very end, it says, he himself will restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And for me, it emerged. That's what it was. I, uh, that, that mindset was completely revealed and healed in a moment. And I went and um, you can ask my wife how many times she's seen me cry, um, maybe like three in 13 years. And I was praying with Werner, just bawling like a, like a tiny little man baby. And uh, that's not me. You know, well, maybe it is me. You know, I shouldn't say that. But, um, you know, we, we prayed and he... Um, And then I wrote this down. I said, without Emerge, when would I have personally taken the time to choose to be in an atmosphere to hear from God like this? Would it have taken me another year? Would it have taken, would this mindset become further ingrained and almost a a root start to establish itself where I, I actually do start to say those things out loud? This is just how I am, man. You guys know how I am. You know, that's how I think. And, um, after Emerge, I really did begin to give myself permission to excel in all these areas at the same time, at the same rate. I, I actually, growing up Southern Baptist, really, you know, I'm not blaming it. Um, I'm grateful for, uh, you know, being super scared of God my whole childhood. Um, that's a really cool thing to be. I remember praying every night, um, God, please forgive me for all the sins that I committed, the ones I didn't know I committed, and the ones I maybe almost committed. Because if I die in my sleep, I don't want to go to hell. I remember actually praying that um, every single night. 
And so I had this mindset, a limiting mindset, really almost like a poverty, lack of abundance mindset. I couldn't, I couldn't excel in all these areas. God, I can only do barely one. And so God really started to restore my mind. And it's honestly taken a year now that we're back at um, Emerge again. And really what I want to leave you with is as men, um, we show up to Emerge with different motives. You know, some of us, it's competition, which is great. I mean, our team got first place, so you know that I'm already there. Um, some of us show up for friendship and to be, you know, to relax, to have some, some, some beers and cigars. That's all great. But the expectation is what I um, think a motive should be for all of you men going to Emerge. Just go with expectation. And the truth is, is that um, God will speak to you at Emerge, even if you don't want him to. The amount of men that show up like this, they're so tough, man. They're so tough. And then you start reading the burdens on their two by four, and you're like, oh, my God, dude. You're, it's intense. I've got those same burdens. And you see what God does over Emerge is he speaks to you, the speakers. And God will speak to you as a man. If you need something to shift or if you feel like something's off, like do you feel like your brain is foggy? Do you feel like things are not clicking? Your relationships with your wife is not firing on all cylinders? Whatever it is, you have to be at Emerge to take that time to experience him. And um, even if you're not going to Emerge, if you're a lady here, I challenge you to make that space for God to speak to you. God, reveal those mindsets to me. Reveal the lies that I'm believing. Um, that's my little plug for the, all the non-emergers. So let's give it up for uh, Pastor Jeff. He's going to close us out. Woo! So good. So good. Did you have uh, Jesus wept also on the mirror? <laughs> I feel you, Jesus. I feel you. Man, so awesome. Have you forgiven him yet for uh, leaving your team, Darren? You just did. You just did. Man, God is on the move. God is on the move. <laughs> uh, let, let, let me get into it. But before I do, I just, I just can't shake something. Um, I, was, I was worshiping before service. And, um, and, and sir, right, right there, well, you're holding the Bible, black jacket, bald head. Stand up for me. Stand up for me. And uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe we, we've met before. What's your name? Omar. Omar. So, you know, you caught my attention, Omar, and um, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, share your word with him. And, and, I'm, and I'm like, what word? And then he immediately reminded me of a word that Pastor Leanne spoke over me just a few weeks ago. And, and I feel like it's for you, too. But the, the word that she spoke is, this is going to be the year that God removes the governor from the golf cart. You know, like the restrictor plates, you know, I, like that, that, you know, you, you know uh, it restricts the speed, which is good, you know, if you have your teenager driving it or something. But she's like, this is the year where that, that comes off, you know, pedal to the metal. And, you know, God is going to take you places and going to accelerate some things in your life that, you know, may, maybe, you know, you have been moving kind of slowly. Like, this, this, is, this is the year for that. And, I, and, I, and, and she said to me one thing that I, I haven't been able to shake is that it's not going to come through striving. Sir, it's going to come through surrender. And, 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 I, and, I, and I feel like, like I, I just, when I was looking at you, I'm like, man, this guy has a heart after God. He loves God. And, and, and I kind of had a vision of you kind of like wading into the water, you know, just kind of checking the temperature, you know, a little bit. And, 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 then, and then I had a picture of you just backing up and then just running and like cannonballing in. 
And, and, and I feel like God, God, is gonna, God is just with your walk with him this year. It's specific to your, your relationship. And, and in my case, there's some business stuff that came in. But this is, this is with you. I believe your, your wife is sitting next to you. And uh, you, God has given you just a natural leadership ability where you're, you're a quiet leader. You lead by example. People watch you, and, and they follow you. Um, and... And a lot of times you've realized that, but you question, like, man, why are they following me? You know, who, who am I, you know, type of thing. But God, God is going to begin to, in your day-to-day walk, just give you words and give you insight uh, for people around you. And, and I don't know how he's going to use that leadership in the kingdom, but it's going to be significant, man. But this is the year that God's taking the governor off the golf cart, Omar. I love it. Ah. So, penguins. Who likes penguins? Remember Pastor Jurgen a few weeks ago doing the whole, I can't, I can't be funny like him, but I, 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 was, uh, I, was re- I was reading this thing a while ago on, on penguins. And penguins in the climate where they live, uh, temperatures could go as low as 40 degrees. Uh, wind gusts up to 120 miles an hour. And, um, you know, and they, but they travel in packs. And they, they've been recorded like 6,000 penguins literally together uh, at one time. And they kind of huddle up. And they almost like interconnect their feathers and it creates a warmth to where scientists have measured like in the center of the huddle in a, in a climate of negative 40 degrees of up to 70 degrees, a 110 degree swing just by coming together. But, but you, you realize if you study penguins that their survival depends on their, you know, being connected uh, with the, with the community around them, if one if one uh, you know penguin just says, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this solo," you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on my own, you know, he's gonna or she's gonna end up in penguin heaven, you know, pretty pretty soon. <laughs> it, it's just that it's not gonna work out well. But but the survival is 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 based on the on the connectivity, and you know I in. It's the same for us as Christians, you know, it, it just, the way God created us. I remember getting saved and, you know, I, I've shared it before, in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, in the Navy, 21 years old, a hot mess. Uh, I had joined the Navy a year earlier and uh, prior to that, just struggled with so many different things, drug addiction and alcohol and, and depression, anxiety, and uh, all of these different things. I spent years on uh, talking to psychiatrists and taking, you know, um, depression medication and woke up one time and you know in a one of those jackets in a white padded room I had no idea what happened or what they did they said I overdosed on something and tried to kill myself and a year later I'm floating in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and asked this Jesus into my heart and um and just you know just feeling like all this chaos that used to be there just dissipating and just knowing I prayed and I I I asked this guy that walked the earth 2,000 years ago and died and, and rose from the dead just to, you know, will you have a relationship with me? And I really didn't even fully understand what I was doing, but all I knew is I prayed and something happened inside of me. And, um, and I just wanted more of that. I wanted more of that. And I began reading the Bible and seeing, all right, God, will you know, like, like Evan shared, so many promises in the Bible for our lives, over 3,000 of them. I'm like, God, I want this. You know, you say you have a hope and a future for me. You say you have great things. I, I want those things, God. 
I don't know how to get them on my own, but I want those things. And so I began looking. Well, I realized very quickly that this Christian walk, it's kind of like it works on an if-then principle, right? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then, right? We always want all the good stuff after the then, right? But we, you know, but I began seeing, okay, well, the key is if, if I do the if, I'll get the then. So I began reading the word and, you know, I pray. And I, I began praying, and I actually really enjoyed it. You know, I would talk to God, I wouldn't hear anything, and then I, I began learning how to hear his voice. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, the God that created the heavens and the earth is actually wants a relationship, wants to talk to me and, and get involved in my personal life. This is awesome. And then I began to read the Bible, and I, and I love, the Bible was the first book, actually, actually it's not true, the second book I ever completed in my life. I always did the cliff notes in high school. Um, but, um, but man, the Bible pulled me in. It's such an amazing book. And, you know, and, and I love that. And then I realized I need to forgive people that hurt me. That was a little challenging, and then there's people I need to forgive. And, and, and that was that. But I worked my way through it. But then I began seeing this, this principle of community, right, this principle of gathering. And, and I enjoy church. I love going to church, but I didn't want the relationship aspect. I, I, I'm going to go in. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to serve. But I, I'm, I'm going to keep people at arm's length. Because I, I, I don't want to let them in. If they know what's really inside of me, if they know where I came from, if they, if they know what I've been through, they're, they're not going to want to be around me, right? And, you know, so, so all, all of these different things. And, and it wasn't until coming to Awaken and coming to Emerge. And I've shared, I shared it at Emerge Night a few weeks ago. But um, many powerful moments, you know, at Emerge. And, and, the, and the thing about Emerge that you have to understand is that when God calls a church, the church, the men of a church to gather in a place. It's not just random. It's not just like, well, this is what we're supposed to do. This is a church. This is something where our leaders hear from God and say, our men need to do this, you know, and this is when it's going to happen. This is when it's going to go down. So, yeah, you, you please feel free to clap, but it, it's, it's no different than showing up, you know, to church because God has ordained it. And when we, when we come together in that community, the Bible says that God commands a blessing. He commands a blessing, right? And, you know, as I listen to, to Evan, as I listen to Ryan, Ryan's story, you know, I, I just heard a theme of them just showing up and putting themselves in the position where God said to be. You know, and th this life isn't that complicated, right? It really isn't. But, but, but I remember having a moment at Emerge, and this is, uh, you know, Pastor, many moments, but Pastor Charles was, you know, we, we, we worked together, we sweated together, we were building, getting the ranch ready, and then competing together. And then, you know, this is a pastor that I look up to and going to the bonfire, and he's, you know, he says, Jeff, would you pray over my burden? And he takes his burden off of his back. And burdens is where we write the stuff we want, we're believing God to set us free from. And he presents it to me. And he goes through one by one the struggles that he's facing, the challenges, you know, that he's having. And um, I was so blown away by it. I never saw men do that. Uh, I, I was raised in a culture where you don't share weakness. You don't cry, right? You know, you just, you just man up and you, you move forward, right? And, you know, and, and, and I saw this and it, and it gave me the courage, you know, because Awaken is a church where you can absolutely meet Jesus. And many of you will have an opportunity to meet him for the first time here in a few moments. But he doesn't want to just end there. He wants to establish that relationship. Then he wants to deliver you. Now, that moment with Pastor Charles gave me the courage to approach 
some other men in the church, Pastor John, Tom Foster, with stuff that I was dealing with. I'm in my early 40s, and my mom walked out on us when I was 14. And I've been, I carried for all these years this spirit of abandonment that held me back. It, it just like, I would go into build relationships and I would go into different moments, you know, just thinking I'm, I'm, I'm less than and I'm not going to be accepted because, you know, well, my mom didn't accept, love me, then these people aren't going to love me. And I remember just, you know, being in my early 40s, something that happened 30 years ago, you know, and uh, holding me back. But I never told anybody and just going into a little room back there and then praying, delivering it and and and, you know, just, you know, casting that out. And then we get saved, we get delivered and then God wants to launch us into purpose. Right. Pastor Jurgen always says that the greatest days in our life is the day uh, one, the day that we're born and day two, the day we discover why. And you may be sitting in here tonight, and maybe you haven't got to that phase yet. And that's something that unfolds over time. But God wants to release us into our purpose. There are people depending on you to walk in your God-given gift. I think of Evan's story. I think of him sitting at home in isolation, crying out for a church. What if Pastor Jurgen? what if Pastor John, what if Pastor Becky didn't step into their purpose didn't step into God's will and open this place up I I I know myself like we we moved when church was shut down we moved church into our homes uh into our connect groups and um and they were very honest with us you know we're this this is against the law you go like Evan said you go to strip clubs but this is against the law you know you could get arrested but you know are you willing to have church at your house and People like ourselves had it all over, you know, San Diego, and people come again, and we, we treated it like church. We had it on TV, but we uh, did altar calls at the end and all of that, and people that were thinking about killing themselves and overwhelmed with depression and anxiety and marriages on the rock were saved because of people like Pastor John, people like Pastor Jurgen uh, stepping out. But men specifically is, I don't like the camp. I, I know emerged men like, I, I cannot wait to go to Emerge, but my definition of a good camping trip is, you know, maybe maybe I'll take an RV to a nice hotel. You know, put, put, me, put me up in the Ritz or something, you know, I'll go. <laughs> you know, may, maybe instead of getting room service, I'll go hunt my food and go down to the restaurant in the lobby. And that, 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 that's, that's my speed. I'm, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not into that stuff. But there is nowhere on March 3rd in the world I would rather be than at that conference. Why? Because that's where God's going to be. It's a divine appointment. And part of walking in the blessing is just continuing to show up to where God says show up. Uh, a pastor that I follow on Instagram, he said something that just caught me the other day. He said, the God who is omnipresent, who is everywhere, chooses church to be there. Of all the places that he could gather, that's what makes it so powerful. That's what makes this community, that's what makes the temperature rise when we come all together. This used to be, I believe, a 24-hour fitness. I guarantee when this was a gym, there weren't people falling on the floor, you know, getting filled with the Holy Spirit. There weren't people getting delivered. There weren't marriages being transformed. It's still the same building, but it's God's presence is here. And that's what it's going to be at Emerge. So 
I, I, I work at the Emerge table out there during services, and I listen to, uh, you know, to a lot of uh, reasons why men can't make it to Emerge. Uh, you know, it's, oh, it's cold. It might be cold in March. You know, it's, uh, I'm kind of busy at work. Um, you know, and, and I, I joke with the guys the other day. I just send them to cherishwomen.com. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I'm joking. But men, we, we all long for purpose. We all long, you know, for a closer relationship with God. We all long to have that question answered, why am I here? And I'm not saying you show up at Emerge and all of those things are going to be instantly answered, but you begin to establish connection. And I'm, 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 I'm over time, so I'm going to uh, wrap here, but uh, you begin to establish connection. And it's through the connection of the church where God answers prayer. God works through people. You know, he got, you could pray, he could open up the clouds and send down the answer, but he works through people. And that's why the church is so important. Now through the church, which is us, the manifold wisdom of God will be made known. So can, you know, when you get out there, you know, men, we bond shoulder to shoulder. I love the competition part though. I love being on the football field. I love that, you know, going shoulder to shoulder, going to battle. But it's after you have moments like that with men that for whatever reason, you're, you're able to open up. And I'm not saying Emerge is going to be sitting around sharing our feelings. That may or may not happen for you. That's not, that, that's not the goal, but the goal is to get you connected with some like-minded men that have a heart after God, you know, that, that can help bring you where you want to go. So uh, I, I look forward to seeing you. Omar, are you registered? Uh, I, I take back everything I said uh, when I came up here 12 minutes ago. <laughs> Seriously, you got to register. That word's not valid. No, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But it seems like your wife thinks you should go. Uh, I'm picking on you now. I'm picking on you now. But men, men get to emerge. And listen to Pastor Jeff's message from Sunday. That, that, that is one of the most powerful, most, I think, important words that, you know, God has brought into this house, specific for all of us, but specifically for men. Uh, that's your homework, man. If you're going to emerge, listen to Pastor Jeff's sermon. But I'm going to close. We, we never like to close any of these services without giving you an opportunity. If you don't know, if you don't know Jesus, right? We're talking about connected to getting connected to a church, uh, getting connected to other godly men. But the most important connection you'll ever make on this earth is your connection with your heavenly father. And like Pastor Jeff preached on, on Sunday, a lot of us, we're brought up by maybe the not, not the best parents. And we kind of see through that lens. And we find it hard to believe that there could be a heavenly father that just wants the best for us. A heavenly father that just loves us with all of our mess, no matter how. He, God is not looking for our, he's not looking for you to perform. He's not looking for you to earn salvation. He's not looking for you to, you know, just strive and, and, and work hard enough to where now you're worthy. He, God right now loves you as much as he'll ever love you. His love doesn't change, you know, but he wants to start a relationship with you. He wants to begin to speak to you. The, 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 the Bible is filled with so many promises. I call them generic promises. Um, you know, the generic sounds like a, a, like a, you know, a negative term. They're, they're incredible promises for all of us. 
But man, this Christian walk gets exciting when he starts delivering his custom promises. He starts whispering in your ear about this is the career that I've chosen for you. This is the spouse that you've been waiting for. This, you know, that when, when you start hearing those things, life gets exciting. So with every head bowed, with every eye closed, I would be honored if you are in this room and you have never asked Jesus into your heart to pray a simple prayer with you. We're going to pray a prayer together. I'm going to have you repeat it. And basically what's going to happen is the Bible says right here, right now, you're going to become a new creation. The Holy Spirit is going to come inside of you and make all things new. And God forbid anything happened in, on this side of eternity and we move on to the next life, you will be with him. That is a promise. That is a promise. But the God doesn't want us just to wait to get to heaven for everything to be great. He, want, he wants to start bringing happiness. He wants to start restoring and bringing joy into your life now. But it all starts with him. So if you're in this room and you don't know where you stand with him, or maybe you followed him before, but you kind of turned away. You kind of, you know, turned your back and you know it's time to go all in. I want you to just, without hesitation, just to raise your hand nice and high so, so I could see it. And as soon as, thank you. Yes, I see, I see your hand. Thank you. Yes, sir. All the way, all the way. Is that Benny? Come on, brother. I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. Amen. Is there anybody else? Yes, yes, I can't see, but I see it. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. Wow. So proud of you guys. Yes, sir, as well. Anyone else, Brent? Yeah, where? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Will you guys uh, stand up with me, please? And we're going to, I'd like all of us to pray a quick prayer, but especially those of you that raised your hand, I want you to pray this prayer with us. And uh, man, I'm so excited. This is so exciting. I mean, it just, when, when, when people give their life to Christ, man, just get ready for what God is going to do. Get ready. The Bible says heaven is rejoicing right now with this decision. Mark it on your calendar. This is the day where everything changed. So let's pray this all together. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you that you died for me, that you rose from the dead for me. And I ask you right now, to come into my heart to make all things new. God, I want a relationship with you. I want to know you. I want to know why you created me. I want to know my purpose. I want to know my calling. And I want you to reveal it to me. God, I thank you. And I declare that today, you are my father heaven is my home and i am your child 
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.